Welcome to That Foreign Feeling, a podcast that creates space for conversations surrounding mental health, grief, and loss. When you may not know what you are feeling exactly, but you know something is different. You may not be able to explain it or understand it. All of these feelings are what we call That Foreign Feeling. All right. Okay, welcome back to another episode of That Foreign Feeling. Um, I'm Anna. I'm here with Grace. Hello. And we are interviewing Lexi. Lexi, do you go by Alexis or Lexi? Uh, Traditionally, I go by Lexi, but I respond to both. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Um, So if you just want to, you know, go through kind of who you are and what you do. Um, Okay, so a little background just on me as a human. Um, I am married. I got two kids, one son, one daughter. Um, I did have a rainbow baby. or Well, my son is a rainbow baby. We had a loss in there. Um, And then I got two dogs and a cat. So that's just a little bit about my day-to-day life. I own a nutrition club in St. Charles, Minnesota. I work out of... um, Ohm Yoga Studio in Alaska, and then I also teach yoga at UW Lacrosse. Awesome! That's just a little bit about me. Yeah, that's how I met Lexi, because um, I um, involved in ESG at school, and we had her do our Gloga for um, our fundraiser for organ donation, and that's when I like originally met her and I was like oh she's so fun and I thought that she'd be great to have on our podcast so I'm so happy that I met you and that you agreed to do this with us so I have a quick question what is ESG? Ada Sigma Gamma it's my public health oh um, okay (laughs) club on campus yeah we're not a sorority but it sounds like one but no it's just (laughs) yeah it's for my um my major so so yeah but um I guess we can just head right into some questions um I know one of the ones that when I was looking at what you do you have something in there about trauma yoga and that like to me I have never heard of um, I so am intrigued by that. Yeah, <laughs> I see that. I see trauma poses all the time, and I'm like, how can a trauma pose release all of the trauma I've endured? Yet that seems like a wonderful way to just let it all out. Yeah. So, I would say that trauma yoga in itself isn't necessarily a particular type of yoga. Rather, it takes um, asanas or poses and gears them specifically towards somebody who has endured a trauma. So if you came into a class and that class was specifically geared towards those who may have suffered from sexual assault, we'll remove out certain poses that could be extremely triggering while putting in other poses that can be extremely comforting. And then we work on specific breath work, um, And then it's all about connecting your mind back into your body. Because if you were to scan someone's brain who is going through like a flashback per se um, of a trauma, the frontal cortex, which we live in every day, we're living in that frontal cortex right now during this conversation shuts off and they start to live in that memory cortex, which will light right up. So the goal is to retrain the brain when those traumas happen 
to come back into that frontal cortex and certain poses you you do can help you realize that you are in your body in this present moment, not living in that past event that even though it could have only been a minute in time seems to run our lives. I hope that helps a little bit. So how have you seen that um, kind of develop over time? So how, like, do you help college students? Do you help kind of like how, what, what demographic would that really, you know, would that help? So it can actually kind of help all demographics. Um, interesting, fun fact. I believe it. I did. I have listened to majority of your guys's podcast now. Um, in episode nine, so to refer to it, <laughs> the person you were speaking with had mentioned the book, The Body Keeps Score by... Yes. Bessel van der Kolk. I have that yes. one. Yeah. So I read this book. I absolutely ate it up. I loved everything about it. I was already I haven't interested. Read it yet. <laughs> I was already interested in trauma when this happened. So fun fact about how I got into yoga. I have always so I had gone through a lot of health issues and I was really gearing up into my health journey. But I was like super down in the dumps. And I happened to have a woman who I didn't really know very well at the time. Like I knew her in passing, who was like, you should come to yoga with me. And I was like, no. (laughs) And then I went home and my husband's like, got any plans tonight? And I was like, well, I guess I got invited to yoga. And so I I went and the instructor, her name was um, Tammy Z. She runs a school. I actually went through her yoga school. That's how I got certified. Um, she also is the one who certified me in trauma yoga. She is a yoga therapist on top of everything else. She was amazing in this class. And so how I got into yoga wasn't necessarily like something that it kind of fell in my lap, but it fell in my lap at the perfect time because I was so depressed and down. Um, as I mentioned, like I had a loss between my two kids. And then in addition to that, I went through a child sex trauma. And then in addition to all of that, and all of these things do kind of connect together. I was, or I am a survivor of domestic violence. So as I entered into these classes, I was so timid and nervous. And there were certain poses. I was like, I'm just not doing that. And then conversation occurred with that instructor, Tammy Z. And she started changing things in the yoga class. She'd leave the door open. If she would say, close your eyes, she'd use invitatory language where she wouldn't make me feel I had to do anything that I didn't want to do. And then finally, one day I just asked her about it. I was like, so I've never had this going to other yoga studios. Nobody's, nobody's done this for me. Why do you do this? And she just kind of went into it and she's like, I'm certified in this. And as soon as you told me that this is what you've been going through, I decided to start incorporating these things. And she does that for everybody. Like I'm not the first person she's been long time certified in this, but she does this. And that led me into, okay, I want to do this too. I want to help people too. And that's really where I deep dove in. And now here I am, I read books about it. I like trauma informed yoga is really what they like to do. And like, when I say it's not a type, so Hatha yoga is what traditionally everybody thinks about here in the United States. 
-hmm. It's like an umbrella of all these different types of yoga. Just like prenatal yoga is not actually a specific subset, subset of yoga. You can do vinyasa flow and yin and all these different things that are different types and it can be geared towards someone who's pregnant. It's the same thing. So you, if you really like vinyasa flow, there is trauma informed vinyasa flow classes that you can take. If you really, really like gentle yoga or you're a beginner and you have no idea where you're starting, there is trauma informed beginner yoga. So it's really just knowing where to look and it sounds really bad, but YouTube and Google are the best places to start if you don't know. And a lot of times if you Google in your area, people will put that in their bios that they are certified in these things. And that'll help you to find somebody who's best suited for you. And one instructor may not work for you. Whereas another one, just like a therapist is like the perfect fit. So don't discount if you attend one class and go, I didn't really like that. <laughs> That's wow. smart because I, I should. I love yoga. I think I just, when I go to the classes, I'm like, I, I'm i not flexible at all, but I love the <laughs> portion. And so I'm literally like, uh, maybe my living room is the best bet. But I do, I want like a nice community. So I want to kind of get out there because community is not in my living room. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that was the first time I ever did it. Like, at like my age like I did it when I was young just like at your community center or whatever so like when you came to lacrosse I was like really hesitant because like I've never done that but like I enjoyed it but I don't think I could like do it with myself I feel like this would be something that like I'd be like asking like my roommate like hey you want to come do this with me and then like maybe start that way because it sounds amazing all right everyone we're so grateful and excited to be able to tell you about our sponsor BetterHelp. I'd been going through a season where I knew I needed to get back into therapy and had to seek out a new therapist. I've only ever gone to in-person therapy, but as it turned out, no one was taking new clients and waiting lists weren't being offered. BetterHelp was recommended to me by my sister, and I was very hesitant to try out an online therapy service. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. I took what felt like a leap of faith and it was one of the best leaps I've ever taken. I was matched quickly based on my preferences and the accessibility, the professionalism, the options, all exceeded my expectations. It's so convenient. You can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, live chat, phone, or video call. There are days where I can't do live video because my girls are up and starting their homeschool day. So instead of rescheduling my much needed session or putting off school, I just opt for a live chat. I can see what my therapist is typing and get more in versus waiting blindly for the next message. I absolutely love it. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get you started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions or chats when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. More scheduling flexibility and 
at a more affordable price. BetterHelp is going to help those of you who may be stuck in a situation like mine, ready for therapy but no luck finding someone or someone soon enough. A big thank you to our sponsor who's letting you get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp by going to betterhelp.com backslash that foreign feeling. That's better H E L P dot com slash that foreign feeling. So like you do so you're certified in trauma, are you certified in, like how like are there other ones too? Um so I also certified? Yeah, so like I hold a two hundred hour um yoga sort of yoga teacher certification. I'm currently in the process of getting my 300 hour, which will make me a 500 hour um, registered yoga teacher. In my 300 hour training, as I've gone through this training, we did a subset specifically geared towards trauma, which took about 40 hours. So, and then you get your certificate like you would if you were becoming a personal trainer or whatnot. Right. Mm -hmm. That states like that you're trained in this. There's others, like I said, there are other subsets too, like pregnancy. I did chair yoga at the local, um, at a couple of our local nursing homes. I've done kids yoga in daycares. Um, I love kids yoga. I just like it in smaller groups. The the 40, 40 kids, it's I a bet. lot. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Cause I, so it's like yoga is like the umbrella and then you can like kind of break it up into is kind of what you make it sound like. You just yeah, have to find yep. like what suits you the best and, or just yep. try it out. And like wow. certifications are really just geared towards your learning from someone and yoga really is a lot of people get certified and then whoever's certified in it, they go through like the yoga Alliance, which is um, a good way to describe it. It's kind of like the university of yoga. They're the ones who accredit te- yoga teachers who teach teachers and they will decide like, you know, you have enough knowledge experience um, and like time within this particular subset to certify other teachers. So I, like I said, I went underneath Tammy Z and she is amazing. I can't say enough things. So have you seen, um, I guess, have you seen a benefit in your own mental health and journey, I guess, healing journey? Because you kind of mentioned um, some things from when you were a child and things like that. Have you seen some of those? I mean, I don't, I guess I don't know like firsthand what it feels like to like have a healing experience. I'm trying, (laughs) trying. (laughs) but I think I won't speak for grace, but we're kind of on the same, same healing. Yeah, no, I haven't (laughs) found my thing yet either. (laughs) We have not found it. Um, And I know there's not a timeline, but I mean, that kind of goes with a lot of traumatic events that happen in life. There aren't a timeline, but I guess what can someone expect to feel when they're, when they're healing? Cause I have not found that yet. Um, so I would describe it as, so I have PTSD and it really, it's funny. You do all this work on yourself all the time. And I try to practice what I preach. Um, 
And as you're constantly working on yourself, you might not notice just like when you're losing weight or if you're trying to gain weight and you're trying to see a physical change in your body, you may not notice from one day to the next, but in over the course of six months, you may suddenly realize a change. So because of things that happened to me in my childhood, I am deathly afraid of the dark. And it's one of those for years, I was like super timid about it. I didn't want to tell anybody when my husband and it that amplified after being in a domestic violence relationship. I, when I met my husband, I had spent two years single. I was like, I'm not going to be with anybody. Don't want to connect with anybody. I had no intentions. And he realized that I was terrified of the dark quite quickly when he went to shut off a light when he spent the night, the first time in my apartment. And I was like, Oh no. (laughs) And he was like, here. (laughs) (laughs) And he very much so was, he didn't ask any questions. And that was kind of my first moment where I was like, okay, maybe, maybe this guy is worth my time. He's not going to pressure me. He's not going to question anything. Three, four months down the road, he finally was like, okay, can you just, you don't have to tell me, but can you, (laughs) why, why do we have to have the lights on all the time? (laughs) Yes. And when I started yoga and I really started doing like the mindfulness practices and looking within myself and starting to dig deep, a lot of it was starting to tell the, the truth to myself over what has happened and accepting everything, which there is like for anybody who's experienced certain specific types of trauma, I bookmarked it because I wanted to mention it. Um, the greatest lies are the sources of our suffering. Sorry, let me rephrase that. The greatest sources of our suffering are the lies that we tell ourselves. And that was a lot for me. I was telling so many lies and sometimes like to myself in my everyday, I was in a lot of denial over everything that had happened to me in multiple areas of my life. And then I started to really sit in my truth especially during my mindfulness practices. And I have a salt rock lamp in every room of my house. And when I really realized that something had made a change, I woke up in the middle of the night one night, went to the bathroom, came back into the bedroom, laid down and realized that the light had burnt out in my salt rock lamp and I was in the dark. And I did not have the physical body reaction that I usually have. Now, that was that night. I'll be completely honest. The next day, as we were going into the bedroom, I was like, honey, we got we got to replace that light. <laughs> but <laughs> that was that moment of growth for me where I realized it. I accepted it. And it was like, oh, I am. I am OK. I'm not in any pain. I am safe right now. Mm -hmm. So that was a moment of growth for me. So sometimes the things that are occurring, you don't even realize are happening. And that is probably like the best way to describe it would be it's, it's slow. And you're right, there is no timeline. But you may not even realize it until you're in the middle of it. Like, oh, I'm not cured. But it's a tool. It's a tool. It's (laughs) a tool in your toolbox. And that's really how I would describe it. Yoga is another tool in your toolbox that you can use to help cope with everything that's happening in your life. Oh, that's cool. How do you, um, how does breath work 
I've talked to other yoga teachers too about breath work and how that, I mean, is more like when people say breath work, does that mean box breathing or what does that entail? So it can. So box breathing, it's been around for a while, but I've definitely, I have heard a few people have mentioned it. I've used it in a couple of my classes um, that it was apparently listed as like one of the top 100 breaths that people like that can help reduce stress. There was some article published. Somebody had mentioned it to me the other day and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> um, but different breath work you can do. Your breath is attached to literally who you are and how your body operates. So quick breathing is going to energize you. Slow breathing is going to calm you down. It's directly related to your heart rate, your blood pressure, even your metabolism. So if you can control your breath and bring your, it can also help with your mind because if you are focused on your breathing, you're focused on your body and your present moments, you're connecting your mind to your body. Um, breath can change everything. So like there's certain breaths you can do like buzzing bee breath. Oh, I think it's so much fun because you get to buzz like a bee and it's different is extremely energizing. Alternate nostril breathing on the other hand, don't less is more with alternate nostril <laughs> breathing because it can put you to sleep. It's going to really calm you down. So it's just different breath work that you can do. And they're fun ways that are, you know, Basic hand to belly, heart, hand to belly, conscious belly breathing is amazing just to bring you into the moment. But I mean, like anything in life, I describe it like my food. I want to mix it up. I don't want to do the same thing every day. So, I mean, once that you master one, add a few more to your toolbox, go look up another one. How do you recommend people get started with breath work? Like how that sounds so intimidating to me, even though we breathe every day, obviously, but how does someone get, it's just like meditating, but like, where do you start? So I actually incorporated when I started learning different breath work, I started incorporating it with my meditation. Okay. So um, there's different apps that you can do. Like there's the calm app insight timer. Those will have different meditations with it. If it doesn't have a breath work that starts it just quick Google quick. Okay. Energizing breath work. If you want to be energized, like if you're doing a meditation in the morning to get pumped for the, your day, just mm -hmm. quick Google, um, energizing breath work and it'll pop up and let's say buzzing bee popped up or breath of fire, read oh. this quick script of how to do it. And then do that breath work before you start your meditation. And you only have to do it a few times. I mean, you're talking probably like a minute or two of your time if you're doing like five second breaths. So, and I mean, if you think a minute of your day, it's, it's really not a lot when you're really thinking about it. You're most, the most time spent is going to be typing in on Google or looking up in a book. And there's so many books that you can get um, specific, if you were like, I'm really into trauma, like I want to know more about trauma. There's these fun books that you can get. This is one of many that I have. It's called Trauma and for Yoga. It's a toolbox for therapists. So a lot of therapists do use breath work. Um, this even has meditations in it. So sometimes it's just quick Google search. But like if you do have books at your disposal, like this one, 
you can flip through and it, it'll say in the subtext on the top, if it's energizing for balance work, if it's supposed to calm you down and then you can be like, oh yeah, this is the morning I want to be energized or I'm going to bed at night. I don't want to be energized. I want to calm down. Right. Okay. I didn't even know that there was different ways to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> What's so that's funny, a whole learning thing for me. <laughs> there's even like, and I start a lot of my classes at UWL like this, making people recognize women tend to do this more than men. I could not tell you why that is. I have some theories on it, but um, a lot of times you, if you're stressed out, super anxious, if you're feeling extreme emotions in general, you can actually end up reverse breathing. That's what we call it, where you're supposed to, as you breathe in, your belly should come out because your diaphragm comes down and your lungs are filling with air. Right. And then as you exhale, your belly should come in, the diaphragm comes up and the air pushes out. But if you are super stressed and there's like high cortisol levels going coursing through your body, you may find that as you're breathing in and out, like even now, I'm as I'm doing this, when I'm talking, I tend to enter into reverse breathing where I'm exhaling and my belly's coming out. And I'm inhaling and my belly's coming in, which means I'm not taking a full breath of air. My lungs aren't fully filling because my diaphragm's up and not letting it come down. So even just recognizing that, like, oh, I'm not breathing correctly right now, which means my lungs aren't operating at max capacity. I'm not getting a full breath of air. Wow. That means I'm not either because I can no, tell. I feel like I'm focusing too much on my breath right now. So I'm like hyperventilating over here <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to like understand that she's saying like your diaphragm is going out your breath is coming in my stomach and I'm like wait what is going on <laughs> I feel like my stomach's going like away yeah. doing the doing the belly roll. yeah <laughs> so when you breathe you want your belly to go out yeah so as when you inhale in your belly comes out as your diaphragm yep. comes down and your lungs fill with air. <laughs> I'm reversed. And as, you, yep, and as you exhale, your belly comes in, your diaphragm comes up, pushing that air out of your lungs. I breathe wrong every day because <laughs> I must be just an overdrive. We're that's, too stressed. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, it's, more, it's very out. common. People don't even realize they're doing it. And then once you take notice to it, now I... I put money tomorrow, you guys will be sitting there doing something and then you'll think about it. And sometimes it's just planting that little seed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when you breathe in, you want your belly out. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I can remember that. So at school, where do you like normally teach? Do you teach at the rec? Yeah. Or... So I teach um, in the aerobics center at the in the rec in the Eagle Center. At UW Lacrosse. Yep. I might need to attend. I've never <laughs> done a class. I've never done a class at school. I'm too intimidated to do it. So it well, we have, we have a free yoga week. I believe it starts this next week. So first Monday week of school? and Wednesday, first week. Yep. Is usually a free week. You can attend as many classes as you want. And you're there Monday and Wednesday, Monday and Wednesday. Yep. We should you know post that on our social media. <laughs> yeah. I should make a note of that to look. <laughs> they have an app, so I need to just utilize that. But um, what do you think are like some benefits? Like if I brought like, you know, people 
obviously you've given us a lot of benefits, but do you have any like in specific that you think that it, it helps just like the beginner stuff? Um, so one thing about yoga is like one, and one thing I really like about it. And especially if you find, and a lot of the instructors are like this, there's no ego or judgment when you enter a class and mm -hmm. it's for everybody. And by everybody, I mean, everybody type there's no right. restrictions to it because at the end of the day we're as an instructor we're a guide and it's your practice so if there's a pose that you don't want to do you don't have to do it and nobody's going to look at you weird for not doing it um it's going to help with blood circulation it's going to hit all 13 systems of the body before you're even done with your sun salutations at the beginning of the class you're going to hit all 13 systems so the benefits are infinite, in my opinion. There, I can't praise it enough. <laughs> All right. So just try it out. Yeah. In a whirl. Awesome. Made for everybody. Body capitalized. Yep. Body person and body type. So aside from yoga and breath work how do you take care like what's something personally that you do to take care of your mental health so i am very big with my family i've had a lot of health issues over the years um so i know it's so corny to say that my husband is my best friend but he is my best friend yes. um and <laughs> we just in our fun time I, we, we enjoy hiking. We like biking. I have a in-home gym in my basement and we are those people that believe those who work out together, stay together. <laughs> so we do, we do a lot of that. Um, we highly, just because of the things that I was, went through as a kid, my parents are great parents. I have four parents throwing that out there if they decide to listen to this. Um, <laughs> but my parents didn't like actively fight in front of me. And it's one of the truths that I had to sit with for how it was that I ended up in the domestic violence relationship that I was in and why I accepted it for so long. Um, my husband and I, we make sure that we are, we express all of our emotions and we don't, you know, certain conversations aren't in front of our children, but we let our children see a healthy amount of the love of the frustration. My husband's not a yeller. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so we make sure that like our kids are actively seeing all of that. And then I've incorporated breath work with my kids since they were babies. So like my son, even now, if he is, he's four and he's deaf in one ear. So okay. he's a little delayed. So mm -hmm. I'd say like, he's just starting the temper tantrums that some kids were having at two because he just started to really be able to communicate with us. Mm -hmm. And when he throws a temper tantrum, he'll like throw the temper tantrum and I'll be like, do you need to take a breath? And he'll come over and he'll take a deep breath oh. and then he'll hold it. And he waits until I blow in his face because when he was a baby, when he would cry, I would blow in his face. <laughs> Because he would like hold the breath in, you know, like little kids, like they'll yeah. go and it's they don't let that. it out. And I would blow in his face and he would let the breath Release. out. And I don't yeah. even remember where I saw that. It was like, I think it might have been on TikTok. Some mom was like, if your baby's crying and you, you're, they're turning blue because they won't let the breath out. Blow yeah. in their face, see what happens. 
And so I started doing that with my kids. Well, now my son, he almost like, he'll be in the back seat crying and I'll be driving. I'll be like, do you need a breath? Yeah. And sometimes he'll be like, I need one more. And I'm like, okay, take one more. Mm. And he'll inhale in. So we've, we've incorporated even like with our food and how we eat. um, I truly believe that you know, mind, body, and soul, you need to feel your body, feel your body, feel your mind, you know, read those books. I have, my sister calls it my self-help corner. I call it personal development. (laughs) (laughs) Now, mind you, she steals books out of there, but, (laughs) um, you know, fuel your mind with stuff that isn't all negative. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love me some true crime, but Mm-hmm. Put some stuff in there that isn't all the negative stuff and then right. filling your body with the good foods. You know, that occasional chocolate is okay too, but make sure that you're fueling your body with the good stuff and then working your body so we don't lose it. I truly believe if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And mm-hmm. so I mind, body, and soul, and we practice that as, as a family. I love that. If you, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it Mm -hmm. in a sense of taking care of every aspect of your body and really fueling it. I think that's one thing that I struggle with the most is fueling my body correctly because I'm always go, go, go. And yeah. And when I'm not, it's because my mind is so mushy and I'm so burnt out that I just need to lay down and sleep. And so like last night I had taco dip for dinner because that was we made at the grocery store and I was like well this is going to Chipotle but tonight I will be forcing myself to actually cut up my lettuce that I bought last week (laughs) and forcing myself to cut up my cucumbers and my apples because I need to also like be kind to my body yeah right so hard when you're like go 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 and yeah when and then I don't know when you're not feeling okay. It's just as like, it's so easy just to let it slide, but truly mm-hmm. if you don't use it, like if I don't use my legs to go walk outside after this, like, you know, I can't take that for granted. No. And we, there's different things you can do too, to help that. I mean, we do two days a week, Sundays and Wednesdays, we sit down and we figure out what we're having for dinner the next few nights. Um, when I buy snacks, we, and you know, I'm a mom and sometimes we are on the go soccer mm-hmm. season's coming up and let me oh, tell you, yeah. it's going to be one of those. Cause this year, my son gets to do it now too. So there's going to be, we're going to be chasing and I tend to coach. Um, so that go, go, go grab stuff. We, I will prep that like bags of pretzels. I don't, if I can, I try not to buy the individual packs to save on money, which is a personal preference. So I'll buy the big bulk bag of our gluten-free pretzels and Mm -hmm. I divvy them out into bags on Sundays and Wednesdays. Um, We buy like things like they're called Bobo's. They're little like oat bites, but they're filled with good stuff. I love them. It's almost like a treat. You know, we buy the sugar-free pudding so that my kids have snacks that they Mm -hmm. can have, but they're not, I'm not running to McDonald's because it's like, oh no, I don't have anything at home. I'm like, nope, we can make something. And I, you know, I, we did that for a long time. My daughter, she probably had more fast food in one year in between like four and five than my son has had in his whole life. They're five years apart. 
And that was because that I was I was running on the go all the time. And I had this mindset of, oh, well, I'll go through a drive through. And then my husband uh-huh. pointed out one day, I think it was like right before COVID hit, we were sitting in line at Culver's, which don't get me wrong. I love Culver's. They have gluten-free buns. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. still if you're if we're going somewhere, I put money as on Culver. <laughs> yeah, it's but so good. we were sitting in line one day, and he, you know it's like four blocks from our house, if that. And I was like, "Babe, this line is so long." And he's like, "Yeah, we could have gone home. We could have made something in the time we've been sitting here." So mm-hmm. sometimes, if I don't have anything at home, I'll make that stop at Quick Trip and buy the meat that they yeah. have there. And I'll, you know, mm-hmm. okay, we're having tacos. Here's some tortillas, some lettuce, some meat. And I go check out and I go home. And in the time I did that, got home and made it, I have it on the table. And I still would have been sitting in that line. <laughs> so true. Because even though I went for lunch today, I literally just get cheese curds and a Diet Coke. And <laughs> I think I sat there for like five minutes. Yeah. And that was even during like a non-rush hour, you know, and I could have just went to my house and grabbed even a protein bar or something well i know the culvers and- in on alaska is like the busiest culvers i've ever been <laughs> to in my entire life yeah there's always a line out the always. Ro- out to the road it's insane <laughs> and they have two lines <laughs> and they have two so I, don't know, I don't know why but yeah they take forever so i totally get that you say like you go home you make something before because that is for sure once you once you take that and it really was once we got in the mindset of we're not really saving time doing this it was a lot easier for us to start like okay and it was just creating the routine and like I said first step was picking two days of the week Mondays and Wednesdays and then I tend to grocery shop on Tuesdays and Thursdays or sorry Sundays and Wednesdays and I tend to grocery shop on Mondays and Thursdays just because we got the meal plan and now I know what I need to buy grocery store pickup by the way best thing oh yeah all of them do it now so I'm online typing in what I need for the next day looking up the deals I just wish Trader Joe's did that because I love Trader Joe's stuff but they don't have a pickup so I kind of have to force myself so I do buy myself a bouquet of flowers every time I go into the Trader Joe's (sighs) a reward and because I love something about fresh flowers and they're so like affordable like they're only like five dollars um right they last a really long time like I just threw away a bouquet that I got two weeks ago um two or three and but I do target drive up probably once Mm -hmm. a week and even just for like household items too and my Mm -hmm. um my brother like gave me crap once for it. And I was like, I would buy so much more if I went in that store and same with any mm-hmm. grocery store. I would yeah. buy so much that I wouldn't. Oh, I know. It's anything. terrible. Me and my boyfriend are on different schedules. He is one that will go in and has to go in. Like he hates oh, the pickup no. and I'm the complete opposite. So every time I go with him, he weaves in and out of the line, like all the way down <laughs> the Walmart aisles and all the way back. And I'm like, dude, this is ridiculous. Yeah. So it's, it's just like the time consuming thing too. And you spend way more money. Yes. So that's such a good idea. There are benefits to going in, you know, as a mom, my kiddos. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. If, I, yeah. if you want, if you want your kids to start eating the food that you're giving, we've done yeah. many diets over like many, I shouldn't, I don't like the word diet. We've done many different types of eating over the years. So mm-hmm. I went vegetarian for like nine months. Then I was like, eh, I miss chicken. So we'll go flexitarian. 
<laughs> and it, now we pretty much that. Yes, a flexitarian. It's pretty much a vegetarian that's allowed to eat um, lean meat, so chicken, fish, oh, um, okay. turkey, anything with two legs or less is how I would describe <laughs> it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, you can do that like two or three times a week. And by that, I mean two or three meals out of your whole week. Oh, Otherwise, okay. you're primarily vegetarian. Now, I would say we're pretty much just all lean meat. We really don't eat any red meat in our house anymore, though I had a steak at Piggy's a few weeks ago. So I'm not like completely against it. It's just we don't buy it at home anymore. It's also kind of expensive. Like even every time I look at to buy even chicken, it's so expensive. Yeah, chicken's getting expensive. So are eggs. Everything. Everything is. (laughs) I told my husband, we have a pool in our backyard and I told my husband because he hates taking care of the pool I was like if we get rid of the pool if I agree to get rid of the pool can I have a garden and chickens yes <laughs> and he was we like I'm not chickens. taking care of your chickens yes yeah we just got chickens. Like, well, my mom I think I had chickens I, growing up oof. my me and my sisters do not like them well, I don't ever, I've never had to like take care of them, but I love fresh eggs. I, there's nothing like fresh chicken eggs. And it just kind of weird me out. Like well, if my I mom made them and I didn't like look at them. Cause I'm like, why are they brown? Like, oh, pink. like they should be they're white. Not, they're not bleached. <laughs> no. I know. <laughs> it just like kind of weirds me out. Not used to it yet. <laughs> yeah. And now I can't look at regular eggs without being like, those aren't supposed to be white. And I don't know yeah. why, but, um, well, as we kind of like wind this down, what is, I guess, what does that foreign feeling mean to you, Lexi? So I would describe the foreign feeling as an emotion or a group of emotions that you can't put words to. And it can act as like an umbrella almost that casts shade on those happy feelings that you can put words to. So for me, in my day to day, especially if I'm suffering, we just had a loss in our family. I can I'm really happy right now, but I could be crying in an hour because I still have an umbrella over my head with all of these emotions that I can't put words to. All right. That's perfect. Yeah. Um Oh, right. I think I did want to get it out there um, for your social medias and um, where people can come and find you if they want to come to your yoga sessions, if you want to like throw those out there for people. Um, so you can find them on Facebook or Instagram. I'm Lexi Finnell. So L-E-X-I-F-I-N-N-E-L-L. Um. And they're both public forums. And then Om Yoga Studio in Onalaska is Om Yoga Studio Onalaska. So Om O-M Yoga Studio and then Onalaska, O-N-A-L-A-S-K-A. Awesome. And then did you bring a quote for us or did you want us to give one? I did. So they kind of go. So I had said the one earlier about how our greatest suffering was the lies we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when you first hear it, it's kind of depressing, but (laughs) I'll end with the quote, the greatest discovery of my generation is that human beings can alter their minds by altering their attitudes 
of mind. And William James said that. I love that because it's so true. And we all need that reminder. Wow. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lexi, for coming and talking with us. I had a really great time getting to know you. And I think I need to try out yoga on Monday or Wednesday. So hopefully you'll well, see. I'll keep an eye out. Okay. <laughs> I need to work on my breath work. I'm going to be yep, YouTube some of that. Me too. Yeah. Thank you for listening to That Foreign Feeling. For more information on the Butterfly Path or this podcast, visit thatforeignfeeling.com.